Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or the Notorious Fantasy. And in today's video, we are going to be covering the Week 1 quarterback rankings for fantasy football in 2024. Week number one, we're going to be talking about every quarterback rank 1 all the way through 20 in this week's rankings, talking about why they're ranked where they are. Maybe it's based off the matchup. Maybe it's just based off the fact that the guys are very skilled. Now, obviously, Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson are not going to be on this list because they already played on Thursday night. You already know the outcome, so there's no need to put them inside of these rankings. So before I get into week one quarterback rankings, I'd like to ask if you guys are new to the channel to please hit that subscribe button down below. It's free and I put out content every single day to help you guys win that 2020 fantasy football championship. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Week one quarterback rankings for fantasy football in 2020. So quarterbacks one through 12 and number one, we have Lamar Jackson versus the Cleveland Browns right here is a case of a no brainer. Pat Mahomes already played. He could have been the only guy besides Lamar Jackson that I would have ranked at number one on the week. So Lamar gets the number one spot going up against the Cleveland Browns. A very easy matchup for Lamar Jackson to both run as well as pass the ball in. You have Lamar Jackson. You drafted him high in your draft, so you're going to play him pretty much a no-brainer. Don't try to get cute and put someone else higher in the rankings. This is going to be a great week from Mr. Lamar Jackson. At number two, we have Dakota Prescott going up against the L.A. Rams in uh, L.A. This is going to be a game that I think is going to be decently high scoring, a nice back and forth affair in the passing game from both squads. I think that Dak Prescott puts up a solid game in this matchup, both with his legs and through the air, and I think that he finishes as the number two quarterback on the week. At number three, now this is a bit higher than consensus. A lot of people have Drew Brees kind of the quarterback five, six range, but I got him at number three on the week going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tampa Bay Tom Brady. I think this is also going to be a high-scoring affair. Back and forth. Bang. Drew Brees. Bang. Tom Brady. Back and forth like they're playing ping pong or something. Just going back and forth, scoring a million times. And Drew Brees is going to score a bunch of fantasy football points. This is a no-brainer. Again, you go ahead and lock in Drew Brees as the third quarterback on the week. At number four, we have Russell Wilson going up against the Atlanta Falcons. Again, another good matchup for Russell Wilson. Now, obviously, Russell Wilson is going to be asked to throw the ball as much as a guy like Drew Brees, Dak, or Lamar Jackson in a certain game they're in, considering Pete Carroll just loves to chew that gum and call run plays every single time. But almost every time a pass play is called, the pass is completed. Russell Wilson is a very accurate quarterback, one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. And against the Atlanta Falcons, that defense is non-existent. You are going to want to go ahead and start Russell Wilson on the week quarterback number four. At number five, we have Joshie Allen going up against the New York Football Jets. Now, Josh Allen this week has a very high floor due to the fact that he's playing up against the Jumbo Jets, whose secondary is absolute booty cheeks. Josh Allen should have no difficulty eating them like some pancakes in the morning. He is going to devour them. Josh Allen should have a great game going up against the Jets. Don't be surprised if he vultures a couple touchdowns from the running back just by jumping over the offensive line. I probably won't vulture like four in the game. He may just run in one, and those legs really help out in fantasy football due to the fact that rushing points is are much easier to come by for a quarterback because you only have to rush 10 yards to get one point, whereas in most leagues it's 20 or 25 passing yards just to accrue one fantasy football point. I like Josh Allen this week up against the division rival, not even really a rival, more like the division pushover of the New York football Jets. At number six, we have Matty Ice going up against the Seattle Seahawks. I predicted this year before the season that Matt Ryan was going to be excelente, as they would say in Spanish, this season. 
and I believe that we're going to start off strong here in this game up against the Seattle Seahawks. I projected that this would be a pretty high-scoring game, a nice back-and-forth affair, so I like Matty Ice in this game going up against the Seattle Seahawks, a very heavy passing offense in Atlanta, so I think Matt Ryan's going to have quite the season and quite the game against the Seattle Seahawks. At number seven, we have Carson Wentz going up against the Washington football team. Now, the Washington football team does have a very good front seven on defense, but the rest of the secondary is not very good. Obviously, Carson Wentz just has to make sure he doesn't get his ass laid out and gets hurt during the game, knock on wood. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But even with not that many receiving options this week for him, it's just going to be Deshaun Jackson, Dallas Godert, and Zach Ertz out there. It won't matter at all for Carson Wentz. I think this is a nice game for Carson to start off the season. At number eight, we have a tougher matchup here, probably the toughest matchup on defense out of the first eight quarterbacks we've talked about. That's Mr. 5-6, Mr. I-don't-know-how-he-sees-off-the-line, Mr. Rookie of the Year, Kyler Murray at the San Francisco 49ers. Now, the 49ers defense is very good, but last year, Kyler Murray was playing backyard football against the San Francisco 49ers. He was playing very good, despite them having one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in the NFL last season, and they returned to be one of the best defenses yet again in 2020, but it did not seem to matter. Cliff Kingsbury was calling up all the correct plays to get Kyler Murray to make plays. Now, I understand that when Kyler Murray goes out to dinner, he has to probably get the kids menu. But at the end of the day, Kyler Murray is going to eviscerate the San Francisco 49ers and play much better than most people are going to believe. He also has DeAndre Hopkins, who is like the bailout of your team. You just close your eyes. You say, fuck it. D-Hop's out there somewhere. You heave the thing. And then the guy just goes out and gets it. So I think Kyler Murray has a nice game up against the 49ers, but probably limits his upside, obviously due to the fact that he's playing up against a very difficult defense. At number nine, we have the GOAT, Tom Brady, TB12, going up against the New Orleans Saints. Again, I talked about it with Breeze. This is going to be a high-scoring game. Wouldn't be surprised if Brady outscored Drew Breeze, though, in this game, depending on which offense ends up winning the game. But something I want to talk about here, if Mike Evans is missing from the game, it seems like he's reported as doubtful, so he may not end up playing. If that's true, Tom Brady will not have as good of a game. That's kind of why I got him ranked down here at 9, but I still think he does overall pretty well without Mike Evans. So at number 10, we have Matty Snapback, Matthew Stafford of the Detroit Lions going up against the Chicago Bears. Now, obviously, just like with Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford likely going to be without his number one option at the wide receiving corp, which is Mr. Kenny G, the sax man, Kenny Galladay. So, Matthew Stafford should still be fine, even up against a tougher Chicago Bears defense. Matt Stafford should be able to begin his season looking like he did last year, so I like Stafford this year against the Chicago Bears and this week on Week 1. At number 11, we have Big Ben Roethlisberger going up against the New York football giants in New York. Now, this is the triumphant return of the king of wearing a walking boot. If you ever see Big Ben out in public, he probably has a walking boot on because the guy is always injured, but at the end of the day, Big Ben is now coming back from that injury. This is his comeback season. This this is where he takes the NFL by storm and plays back again. Now, even if he's not as good as he was in the past due to injury, I'm not worried at all because the New York football Giants defense is absolute ass. They get hurt. They would have been pretty okay, but then guys are getting hurt and then guys are shoplifting and they're getting cut from the team. All types of shit that you don't want to happen to your defense. So I think Big Ben's going to have a great game here week one. Not a super safe play, has an amazing matchup, but I feel like in a lot of situations you may be scared to start Big Ben because of the fact that you don't know how he is going to look considering there was no preseason games, but I'm still okay starting Big Ben this week up against the New York football Giants and close out the top 12. We're obviously going to be talking about the top 20 though on the next part of the video, Cam Newton going up against my Miami Dolphins in Foxborough. 
Now, the Dolphins' defense obviously isn't one of the best defenses in the NFL, but I believe they're strong enough to make it so that Cam Newton doesn't necessarily have an amazing week one. Would I be surprised if he double-tapped the Miami Dolphins in the ass and smacked them away and destroyed them? No, I wouldn't be, because that's what the Patriots do in Foxborough. Miami normally beats them when they're in Miami, when it's nice and sunny, but when it's in, out in Foxborough with that weird-ass fucking statue thingy-majigger that's in the stadium, they get fucked. Cam Newton might end up eviscerating them, but at the end of the day, I like Cam Newton as a top-12 guy, with upside of being like a top-10 guy, but the floor of being like a top-15 guy. I think this matchup is okay. In a lot of situations, I kind of want to wait to see what how Cam Newton does, but you probably drafted him to be your quarterback once. You're going to have to play him this week, and the Miami Dolphins is a pretty good matchup for that. Now on to quarterbacks 13 through 20, but before we get into quarterbacks 13 through 20, I want to give you guys a word from my friends and my sponsor over at OverlayDFS.com. OverlayDFS.com has introduced a new and innovative game onto their website called the Matchup Shop. I found myself really enjoying this, and I'm going to find myself making a video about this on Sunday if you guys want some advice on it. But I want to give, go ahead and explain to you guys how this works so that you guys can check it out yourself. Pretty much what it is is just like in gambling, there are spread picks on team versus team. But instead of team versus team, this is player versus player in fantasy football. Who is going to score more fantasy points? For an example, Russell Wilson plus 6.5 fantasy points or Lamar Jackson minus 6.5. If you're not trying to get a little bit complicated there, trying to figure out the spread picks right there. You can just go with ones that are like Moneyline right here. Josh Allen or Big Ben. Who scores more fantasy points? Straight up plus or minus zero, so it's just pretty much straight up a money line bet. Which guy scores more points in fantasy football? I found myself really enjoying this. It's super easy, and you can pick the amount of money you want to bet on each player. You could go from anywhere, any range pretty much of money, however much you are comfortable betting on each and ever every matchup. So please make sure that you guys check out OverlayDFS.com. Link down below in the description and back to future Nick with the video. And we are back now onto quarterbacks 13 through 20. Please make sure to check out OverlayDFS.com. And number 13, we have Jimmy G, Jimmy Guwap, Jimmy GQ, whatever you want to call the sexiest man in the NFL. That's Jimmy fucking Garoppolo. Now, while the fact is that the guy looks stunning, he is not the most stunning quarterback because they don't even really give him too much of an opportunity in San Francisco. It's kind of just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. That's what they do. And when Jimmy Garoppolo is asked to do it, it's kind of scary because you're not even giving him opportunity to warm up during the game, and then you expect him to throw some bomb in the Super Bowl to win the game, and it just doesn't happen. Jimmy Garoppolo, Super Bowl loser, going up against the Arizona Cardinals. This is a very easy matchup. The Arizona Cardinals defense is not very good. Jimmy Garoppolo would be higher if I personally believed that the 49ers would give him more of a chance to throw the ball in this game, but don't be surprised if George Kittle has like four fucking receiving touchdowns, and Jimmy Garoppolo is like a top five guy, but you got to keep it safe. That's what Jimmy is. He's the... He's the Trojan of your team. You put him on, and you feel great. He's in your roster. You're kind of not feeling too much because, you know, it's Jimmy fucking Garoppolo, and he's not going to score you 30 fantasy points, but you're feeling just enough to be able to finish and win your game. So we're going to go ahead and go with Jimmy Garoppolo here at quarterback number 13. At number 14, we have Minshew Mania. Mustache Minshew, Gardner Minshew, going up against the Indianapolis Colts in Jacksonville. They're going to be celebrating in the hot tub because Gardner Minshew is going to win this game, and I'm just kidding about that. But late in the game, Gardner Minshew is going to have to throw the ball a bunch because in the Indianapolis Colts are just going to run, run, run the boat gently down the stream and hand the ball off a million times to Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor. That's the game plan when you have the best offensive line. 
up against a garbage-ass defense. So they're just going to run the ball a million times. Gardner's going to have to try to come back into the game by heaving the ball late in the game, just like uh, his predecessor, Blake Bortles, in the past. This is what we're going to see. Gardner Minshew is going to score like five points in the first quarter, and then in the second quarter, the same thing. And now to nowhere in like the fourth quarter, by the end of the game, he may end up being a top-12 quarterback strictly because he's throwing the ball so much at the end of the game. So I like Gardner Minshew this season a lot, has rushing upside, and in this game up against the Colts, I find him to be a solid matchup in this game, even up against a tougher defense. At number 15, we have Jared Garf going up against the Dallas Cowboys in the new SoFi Stadium. This is a good matchup for Jared Cook. Like I said, a back-and-forth affair. Well, I don't love, I'm not in love with Jared Goff, the quarterback. I love the guy. The guy's fucking hilarious. His Twitter is funny. He's always funny when he goes on part of my take, but with that said, Jared Goff, this is a good matchup. Sean McVay is going to be able to draw up some play that he saw in a fucking 1954 game between the Baltimore Colts and the New York Jets or something, and he's just going to dial that shit up and throw a touchdown with that play. Jared Goff is a god, and no, not really Jared Goff. Sean McVay's a god, and I think Jared Goff is going to be able to play pretty well in this game up against the Cowboys with a not-so-hot defense. At number 16, we have Mr. Discount Double Check, Aaron Rodgers at Minnesota. Now, Aaron Rodgers, I don't really love him this week. We're kind of in the range of quarterbacks that I'm not even really trying to play 16 all the way through 20. But if someone was to play good in this game, it would be A.A. Ron Rodgers up against a not-so-hot Minnesota defense. I just personally believe that they're going to be running the ball so much both sides that Rodgers isn't going to get enough opportunity to score multiple touchdowns and become like a top-10 guy. That's why I got him at 16, a very safe play, though, up against the Minnesota Vikings. At number 17, we have Derek Carr going up against the Carolina Panthers in Carolina. This is a game that I also believe is going to be be high-scoring due to the fact that there's no defense on either side. The real question is how legit is Derek Carr? How legit is that wide receiver core? We shall see on Sunday. Derek Carr has high upside. Is a guy that I'd also kind of might prefer starting to Aaron Rodgers based on an upside standpoint, but Aaron Rodgers to me is definitely the far safer quarterback when it comes down to it. At number 18, we have Teddy Throzevelt going up against the Las Vegas Raiders. It's the exact same game here. Both quarterbacks going back-to-back, Michael Jordan, 96-97. And I don't know how to feel about this because I think Teddy Bridgewater might throw for like 400 yards but not throw a single touchdown because Christian McCaffrey just scores every touchdown. So Teddy Bridgewater could be good as well. This is going to be a high-scoring matchup, and I would love to see how Teddy B plays in Carolina. At number 19, we have the Heisman Horsecock Joey Burrow going up against the LA Superchargers in his first ever NFL game. Now I got him at quarterback 19. The range of outcomes here for Joe Burrow is probably like a top five quarterback and it's also probably a guy that absolutely plays atrocious because it's his first ever game in the NFL up against a tougher LA Chargers defense but we've seen Joe Burrow be electric in the college atmosphere. Last year at LSU looks like one of the best college quarterbacks of all time if not the greatest to ever throw the pigskin in the NCAA. With that said, playing up against a tough Chargers defense, being his first game in the NFL with no preseason, preseason, I wouldn't bet on Joe Burrow being super amazing early in the season. It may take a little bit of time for him. So quarterback 19 with some upside here going up against the LA Superchargers. And at number 20, we got the other quarterback in that game, Tyrod Taylor going up against the Cincinnati Bengals now. I don't know how good Tyrod is. I really have no assessment of it. This is an amazing matchup up against the Bengals defense. But how good is Tyrod Taylor? is what it's going to come down to. If he's good, he could finish above like all these guys and probably finish around quarterback 14. If he's not so good, 
probably going to finish here around quarterback 20 because it shouldn't be too hard to dump the ball off to Austin Eckler and him somehow run in two touchdowns. And then you end up as like a top 14 guy. I'm waiting to see how I feel about Terod Taylor before I really start telling people to pick him up or tell people to play him. But we shall see this week how Mr. Ty God actually plays. So thank you guys all for watching this video. If at any point you ended up enjoying, please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. I love each and every single one of you guys. I really appreciate the support on our way to 7,000. 500 subscribers and then we're gonna hit 8,000 we just hit 7,000 though I really appreciate it check out overlightdfs.com link down below in the description come and play on there with me there'll be a video on Sunday about my best picks on there I love each and every single one of you guys I can't wait to see you motherfuckers later with another heater of a video good boy